a time, I suppose. Welcome to Watchmen Minute, where we're discussing the movie Watchmen from 2009 by Zack Snyder, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash. I'm Travis Bowe from the Real Comic Heroes podcast. Oh, and I'm Chad Burdett from the Albany Times Union comics blog, The Comics Multiverse. Hey, great to have you, Chad. Thanks for having me. Welcome yeah. aboard. It's got something a little different with a more of a blogger instead of some of the other movie by minutes people we have. Yeah, how dare you not run a movie yeah. by minutes podcast? Yeah. Well, uh, I have a well, kid. Well, <laughs> one of us. One well, Travis, Travis <laughs> does too. So. No, I don't. Oh wait, oh you don't. No. Well, you got a wife at least. That's that's more <laughs> than me. Yeah. So this is minute sixty six. And it starts with Dan and Lori being followed into an alley by Not Tops and ends with Janet Black asking John about the Doomsday Clock. So uh, who else here thinks that Lori wants to get into a fight tonight? Uh, me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think the two characters were, you know, kind of looking to relive the old days when they had something to do. Yeah. Yeah, they they both. I think we've gone over it a bit. They both kind of lead some boring lives. Yeah, yeah. Up up till the start of this movie, essentially. Well, I think like she's leading the way with uh, Dan following behind, and maybe she knows the way to Hollis's place. Um, mm. We've got no reason to suspect that, um, unless you know if 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 we take. You know, before Watchmen into account, you know, she actually sort of grew up with Hollis as like an uncle figure. So maybe she would know where he lives, but and how to get there from Dan's place. But, you know, she's the one kind of leading them into this alley. And we can't really use the before Watchmen, you know, material as, you know, canon since it came out after the fact. Um, well, yeah, after the fact of even the movie. Yeah, that's what I mean. Alone, the original um, book. Yeah, both. But it looks like she deliberately goes into this alley, which, you know, has two knot tops sort of stationed outside as like sentries, you know. Um, so I imagine that this is their turf, and it's it's kind of a given that if you enter this alley, you're going to encounter more knot tops. Yeah, I, I wrote down no go areas. <laughs> oh yeah, Somewhere. good block, bad block. <laughs> And and this is this is after they like just had dinner, right? Um, that was a previous uh, section of the movie because they had had dinner, and then this is right after Lori has basically walked out on John. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, they they have previously had dinner, but it's just, yeah. it's not the same evening. This, yeah, it's actually okay. it's at least one night, if not more, maybe even. Yeah. Because the dinner was even like pre-funeral. Yeah, comedian's oh, yeah. funeral. Yeah. So, oh, the funeral. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> stuck on that forever. Like four weeks, <laughs> four weeks talking about a funeral. Sort of. Four weeks at a funeral. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, so we get to meet Agent Forbes, and he's played by Fulvio Cesare. I don't. I'm really bad with uh, Italian pronunciation. Cicere, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to spell or how to pronounce Cicere, Cicere. I know C's have a lot of uh, hard, you know, ch sounds, but it's a, it's a tricky one to pronounce. But 
yeah, he's uh he's Manhattan's handler here and he's got uh he's got like 175 acting credits going back to 90, 1993. So did anyone else look him up or find anything that you recognize him from? The name the name really didn't ring a bell yeah. you know, right off. He had one of those faces for me. Um he's uh I recognize it, or I didn't really recognize him, but um, I certainly remember a movie called Generation X from 1996 that he was in, TV movie about, you know, the the X-Men kind of spinoff characters. Um, and Matt Frewer, who plays Moloch here in Watchmen, is also in that one. And then he had a, uh, a role in an episode of Highlander, a pretty major episode from the first season called See No Evil. I think it was like the maybe the last episode of the first season. Yeah, I mean he's really he's 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 one of our Canadian regulars, but he's probably on the high end of that. You know, yeah, he really seems yeah. like he's yeah he's definitely that reckon more much more recognizable than most of the others. Yeah, he was uh, Thorn in an episode episode Pegasus of Battlestar Galactica, and he was just a real bastard in that episode. It's like a character that you're happy when he gets killed. So, spoilers, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he's got a great like agent face. Um, and over the years, like he's played a lot of cops, detectives, you know, various officers and agents, and uh, he knows how to play like a top man, you know, really well. I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember really seeing him. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything because those are those were shows that you know I not really that familiar with so hmm. i'm uh so he says something about you know playing it cool and trying not trying not to get into any tight corners and i'm not sure what to make of manhattan's look that he gives to forbes when uh when he says you know, the thing about getting into tight corners and manhattan just sort of looks at forbes at the list first that that forbes gives him and then he looks up at forbes and i mean it's hard to tell what manhattan is uh thinking with this look that he gives him um i don't know if you guys had any noticed it or anything but it's i can't tell if it's manhattan looking at him like i I have no idea what you're talking about as far as you know what are tight corners have to do with anything like i have a hard time i think it's a hard character to read yeah yeah and i don't know if manhattan you know perceives or understands like uh slang terms or just it's, people when when people are just speaking generally and you know it's the data or drax effect <laughs> yeah there you go the metaphors and idioms don't yeah kind of fly over their heads fly it over my head <laughs> nothing flies over my head i got you <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's it, yeah it's hard to hard to say which you know it is Ooh. Because you know, since he supposedly transcends transcended being human and doesn't care about humanity, you guys have anything on uh, the what Ted Koppel here is talking about as he introduces uh, introduces Manhattan? I think that's just kind of the basic birth of Doctor Man. You know, his transformation into Doctor Manhattan for you know the people who probably are watching and don't know. It's nothing, you know, too revealing. Yeah. I found it odd that the face-to-face sign 
would have Dr. Manhattan on it. Like I'm assuming this is like a nightly or maybe mm. weekly program which features guests. Um, I can't imagine that they regularly change the signage for every guest. So either – I guess my question is, you know, is this – do you think this isn't a regular show and it's more of a special uh, event? No, I think it, I kind of got the feeling that it was like the Nightline type of show. Yeah. Where they have – where they had people come on, you know, anybody that's politicians. or Yeah, it seemed to be like a regular show. But uh, and I, I guess obviously Vite is footing the bill. I mean, he's, they mentioned that you know it's advertisement free thanks to Vite. So I guess the I guess they've got a little bit more of a budget for one time uh, one time use signage. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be any kind of like easy way to like change from Doctor Manhattan to Tom someone Bruce. else. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys got? I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that, that being Ted Koppel, but <laughs> or based off of Ted Koppel yeah, right. or whatever. Yeah. Um, actually, to go back, um, I actually uh, note a little bit about uh, those uh, not top characters, sure actors, and, and you know, really, this is almost it's essentially this 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 whole week here we got. <laughs> fun to, to kind of unfortunately spoil it a little bit but i mean it, it's amazing how you know this five minutes is like an, a great encapsulation of the of what's going to happen here in the alley <laughs> and uh, and uh it seemed like uh there were three uh main not top actors and yeah. they might not really be what who we see just yet but let me let's just go ahead and say uh there's patrick sambangui john tench and santo lombardo yeah they're like, yeah, the the main three. Yeah. They definitely pop up later, but yeah. Uh-huh. I know two of them are here. I don't didn't see if the John Tench is I didn't see him earlier, you know, in this minute, but um but yeah, I'd assume he's there with them. Uh-huh. Did you have more on, on them or um, well the, the the actual even the name of uh the the first one, Patrick Sabangui. Um it really seems like that could be uh, the the one known as Durf, even. Oh, okay, yeah, I've got more notes on them later when yeah. we see them uh, sure. down the road. Because um, one of them, I, the actor, is pretty recognizable for other mm-hmm. things, but um, yeah, I don't really have anything on them here. Um, what what I found like really interesting is you know it, this minute cuts cuts between the alley and this TV studio. And I think the two locations are supposed to be mirroring each other. So in one one you've got the uh you got John surrounded by people with questions and the other you've got Dan and Lori surrounded by, you know, not top gang members. And um you know, they're kind of in both. We're going to see people assaulting, you know, our our main yeah. characters. So <laughs> some getting hurt more than others. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hurt physically or mentally. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I guess in this uh, alternate 1985, we kind of have to assume that the uh, the samurai and Japanese culture have become more prominent, which kind of leads this gang to adopting that style. I didn't really notice any other examples of like 
you know, heavy Asian influence in the rest of this society. But so it's not quite like Blade Runner where, you know, people are even speaking in, uh, you know, Chinese or Mandarin or other Asian languages, you know, on the street or anything. But there's definitely heavy influence here with the, with the gangs. So no, well, not... go ahead. I was just saying, I know that not top hairstyle is very, uh, samurai, mm-hmm. uh, influenced yeah and it looks like some of the the, uh, designs on their shirts and stuff also are yeah now is there any kind of did you guys kind of possibly think about uh dark knight returns with them Um, Uh, and and the mutants oh that gang i don't think that ever crossed my mind i think in the book maybe a little bit because it is very much um they have a little bit of that slang uh, dialect when they're, you know, it's not quite as bad as uh, is Dark Knight Returns with, you know, uh, Donnie, don't shiv, man, or whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of that, and it's almost, it makes it hard to, to read sometimes in uh, mm-hmm. in Dark Knight Returns, but yeah. So I was just, um, uh, when they're, when they're, what, five of them are getting ready to, or surrounding Dan and Lori, and Dan kind of goes like with his hands, like "Why?" And then he, then that before he, you know, gives Lori the look of, you know, let's beat him up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the uh, you messed with the wrong people, sort of, sort of look. Yeah. For, at first, he looks like he doesn't want to fight. Yeah. And then, I guess he decides, you know, that he will. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that uh, when you've got the two of them and he takes off his glasses, like she steps out of the frame as if uh, she's not waiting for an attack to come to her. So I guess I guess she engages first. Um, We don't really see what happens, you know, what transpires after that. Um, But it's I think it sort of implies that she makes the first move because when it cuts back, you know, there's a knife coming straight at Dan. In other words, they were the aggressors. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Which kind of goes back to thinking, you know, she's she's aching for a fight, you know. She's yeah. looking for, for this type of um, interaction. And Dan just wants to, you know, get in good with her. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, let's see. My last uh, little bit cuts back to the studio where we have uh, – Miss Black asking the first question. Miss Janet Black. And uh, she asks about the symbolic clock, um, analogizing humankind's proximity. Um, Not sure, you know, proximity to what exactly. So I I assume like our proximity to bees (laughs) or something, you know. I don't know if there's anything more dangerous than bees, but. Or is she talking about like like density, like proximity to each other? Oh, each human. Well, yeah. she does say she does she does say uh, symbolic. It's, I mean, she's drawing. It looks like she's drawing an analogy between where you know the society is and where they have the clock position. Yeah. And is it the? Is this the first time we've seen this character? Is that right? It is. Yeah. And she's played by Stephanie Belding. Um, 
Yeah, I don't have a lot of experience with her prior to to Watchmen. I mean, I recognize names of shows that she was on, but Reaper um, was a big show that I watched for a while, but I couldn't have couldn't place her in any anything. And that Eureka, yeah, uh, Shit's Creek. Oh, okay. It's pretty popular the past couple of years, I think. And that's that's the direct to Netflix thing, isn't it? I think that's where I've seen it. Yeah, maybe Hulu. Um, anything else for sixty six? I don't think so. I'm not here. Okay, Eric. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, yeah, that yeah, I had that same about what she said as the actual last note of mine. So our listeners will need to weigh in on uh, maybe on the Facebook group and let us know what. Uh, what uh, human humankind's proximity to what, I wonder. Um, but, uh, Chad, why don't you uh, fill our listeners in on, uh, on a little bit about yourself and where you're from. Uh, I live in uh, Albany, New York, and I write the uh, comics blog for the local paper's website, the Albany Times Union. It's the, it, I titled The Comics Multiverse, and there I kind of do... Uh, try to post about two to three times a week, depending on the time I have. And I, I always do a, you know, what's shipping this week. And lately I've been watching all the CW shows and uh, doing recaps and breaks, breakdowns of those. More And not just, you know, this is what happened in the show, but try to link, link it to, you know, where they're pulling it from the comics. And, uh, and then I, usually wrongfully uh, try to guess where they're taking the story. <laughs> nice. So. Yeah, so I'd uh, imagine that would prove pretty popular with those, with the, how, how, uh, how popular the, sh- the shows themselves are. I mean, in, I would say that I'm really enjoying Black Lightning. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Arrow is all right. Uh, I'm sick of the the uh, team that kind of broke off from Oliver and uh, Diggle and uh, the Flash this uh, season is hit and miss. I mean, I, I love that they have Ralph on there, Ralph Dibney, but he's more of a Plastic Man character almost. Hmm. And then Supergirl, eh, it's it's good for his third season. We're going to be doing. Uh, a breakdown of the uh, Doomsday Clock series, and I uh, did a huge, hu- huge, big thing around back when Rebirth was happening, and it was revealed that they were doing the uh, bringing the Watchmen into the uh, universe um, about you know possible connections and how our favorite blue friend might be manipulating things. Awesome. You'll have to share that with us so that we can, uh, yeah, share that onto our, our Facebook and Twitter and everything. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, at this time, oh, we're almost halfway through that uh, series, I think. But it's getting slower because <laughs> yeah. of uh, it's uh, too much. Well, it's on a bi-monthly, yeah. Yeah. We got a whole another year of it. Yeah, yeah. So if you're doing uh, – reviewing it and you know staying along with a lot of the uh, CW shows then you've you've experienced a lot of our 
kind of secondary and tertiary actors. Yeah. Um, we've, we've had a lot of people in this movie who have popped up in those CW shows. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's been a while since I've seen the sure. Watchmen movie. So, yeah. And they're usually, you know, uh, they tend to pop up like on all of the shows, but like single episode type things, like not mm-hmm. not necessarily repeat yeah. performances. But yeah, there, it's definitely that uh, Canadian pool of actors around the <laughs> Vancouver area that they that pop up on all of those shows and movies like Watchmen and X, the X Men movies that all shoot around Vancouver. So yeah, and Legends of Tomorrow is better than yeah. some people think. It's probably <laughs> the best one. It's my favorite. Oh. Right on. It's because because they don't take themselves seriously. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what I do with the blog. I mean, last summer, since the big thing was uh, like Secret Empire, I forced myself to read all those books, and then I tried to um, put them in chronological <laughs> chronological order. I had more time back then. <laughs> You know, I also do interviews with like local creators, um, like Steve Orlando's from the area, uh, Ron Mars. Oh, cool. Um, trying to think of some other things that I've interviewed. What was the uh, What was the website for that? Uh, go to the Albany uh, Times Union page, and under blogs, it's under the arts section called the Comics Multiverse. Yeah, I can't. I don't can't remember the exact. Let me just pull it up here really quick. One, well, the one other thing that I'm most familiar with is uh, our, our our connection. Chad is is uh, uh, comic cons, various comic cons, and yeah, as far away I think as Baltimore. Is there any, any yeah. ones further that you had reported on? I've done Baltimore. I did uh, Boston, New York. Cool. Those those trips are. Probably done for a while. <laughs> yeah, right. So, I mean, I'd really love to go, but just financially and time-wise, they're, they're more important things right now. <laughs> Let's see. All right, it's blog.timesunion.com slash comic books. Very cool. Well, people have to go over and check that out and uh, read some of your writings over there, so... Be sure you drink a lot. <laughs> That's just good advice for any occasion. <laughs> I, I'll apologize in advance for the bad writing. I, <laughs> not the best writer. I try. Well, then, why don't we all try to come back tomorrow and uh, continue on with uh, Minute 67. Okay, so who watches The Watchmen? We do. We do. do. One minute at a time. Watchmen are over. Over.